0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Martin O'Neill tips Brendan Rodgers to win over any Celtic critics. Sam Lammers vows to get back on the goal trail after joining Rangers and Scotland return to European qualifying action away to Norway tomorrow. I'm Andrew McLean. Joining me in the studio tonight is Hugh Keevans. It will not surprise you, Andrew, to know that I have a theory about the Brendan Rodgers business because we've spent the last week discussing an appointment that has yet to be publicly announced and therefore Celtic as things stand at four minutes past six on Friday night have no manager my theory is the deal's done and we're dealing in a game of double bluff here those on social media who described Brendan if they were being polite as a pariah if they were not being polite as a rat they are now developing nervous anxiety over whether Brendan takes the job or not. Therefore, by the time Celtic announce it, as I believe they will, Brendan will be back to being a hero again in everyone's eyes. So, folks, you'll have to hold on. It's Monday morning at the earliest but my belief is he will be on his way to Celtic. Well, those are the thoughts of Hugh Keevans. Maybe you've got some theories of your own at home. We'd love to hear them. 0141 951 1025. Maybe there's something else on your mind. Maybe you're interested in Rangers new signing Sam Lammers. He's spoken today for the first time as a Rangers player. We'll hear a bit from him. So maybe you want to talk about that. 0141 951 1025. And of course, there is a huge game for the Scottish national team tomorrow because they are away in Oslo. They're taking on Norway, they're taking on Erling Haaland, they're taking on Martin Udegaard, but there is a, a great feeling around the Scottish national team at the moment, Hugh. Yeah, but it would help if Erling Haaland had a tremendous hangover after his rollicking with uh, Jack Grealish after the Champions League final. But we are a reliable international team once again, thanks to Steve Clark, and we have players who deserve to be thought of in that way. Um, you know, we, we're now expanding, we're now getting guys playing in Serie A, uh, we're now having Jack Henry playing at Club Bruges in Belgium. We are turning into not a bad team at all, and I think we'll prove it tomorrow. Well, Friday evening, maybe you've been out in the sun all day and you've been forced inside because it looks as if there are torrential storms going on. So why don't you join us, give us some company, and we'll keep you company as well. 0141-951-1025. Never a dull day in Scottish football, even during the summer as well. Of course, we have been waiting all week to see when Celtic are going to announce Brendan Rodgers as their new manager. It looks as if it will happen. It still hasn't happened yet. But let's get the thoughts of former Celtic manager Martin O'Neill, who's been talking to us about the prospect of Brendan Rodgers coming back. Brendan left the football club and uh, and I think some fans weren't happy with that there. So he has to overcome that. I think he knows that himself. But like anything else, you start winning football matches, that's that's for God. The sooner you win the games, the better. And um, he's, coming into a, he's coming into a really winning side. He was successful himself as well too as the manager. So at the end of it all, yeah, there'll be, there'll be the occasional... Um, feeling uh, that um, that that he left under you know more difficult circumstances, if uh, that was the case. But again, I think that that you know you win the football matches, you're forgiven. 
yeah, Hugh, Martin O'Neill talking there about, you know, potential critics, people that weren't happy, Celtic fans that weren't happy mm-hmm. about the way Brendan Rodgers left. But if you've listened to the show during the week, it's all been pretty positive about the return of Brendan Rodgers. Yeah, I think people now realise that he is the right man for the job, even though they disliked the way he left in 2019. We're getting to the stage, Andrew, where he had better say yes, because look at today's developments. Enzo Maresca from Manchester City has given a verbal agreement to Leicester City that he'll become their new manager. Daniel Farka, who was also apparently interviewed by Celtic, is going to be the new Leeds United manager. Kieran McKenna, whose name was in the frame for the job, has signed a, a new and extended contract at Ipswich Town. Therefore, all of the Plan B personnel have got themselves fixed up in one way or another. So Brendan Rodgers must take the job or Celtic have a problem on their hands. Can you foresee there being any issues? Because if you go back two years, there was, of course, the Eddie Howe saga and that was all to do with backroom staff. The the talk is at the moment that Celtic are looking to just get that in place with Brendan Rodgers at the moment, making sure John Kennedy is staying at the club. There's also some bodies he wants to bring up from Leicester, Jack Lyons being one of those who worked previously with Brendan Rodgers at Celtic. There was, of course, a huge hitch with the Eddie Howe deal and that's why that didn't go through. Do you see this one being a lot more straightforward? I think John Kennedy is uh, a very important cog in this particular machine because if he is going to stay and be Brendan Rodgers number two then I think Celtic would then go public and if you go public with the entire team, the backroom team then you look like a club who know what they're doing and uh, you know it would be a tremendous uh, launch of the new management team if they were all there in place Um, Brendan can say what he wants about how he left Celtic in 2019 John Kennedy can talk about uh, being reunited with Brendan and not going to Tottenham with Ange Postacoglu so yes it would be a very positive press conference that one How big for Celtic would it be retaining John Kennedy because yes in the past when Celtic have gone through tricky spells he has faced criticism from supporters I think sometimes there has been a bit of misplaced criticism because you know we've had callers on that have blamed him for you know Celtic not being good defensively and calling him Celtic's defensive coach which he isn't he's just a coach that happened to be a defender but the fact that He's been at Celtic all these years. He's been a part of five separate trebles. Every single manager that has been in, including Ange Postacoglu, who liked him so much he wanted to take him down to Tottenham, is keeping a hold of him a huge thing for Celtic, for continuity as well. I believe so. I think uh, the criticism of John Kennedy in the season in which Celtic failed to win 10 in a row was personally abusive and I felt very, very sorry for him. Uh, I think he does represent continuity and in particular for the Asian contingent because Maeda, Furuhashi, Kobayashi, Iwata, whoever, they came here for Ange Postacoglu and to play for Ange Postacoglu but they have known John Kennedy all that time as well so he would be a reassurance to the Japanese players. 01419511025 is the number you need if you want to get involved. Aaron is first up a Celtic fan in Clyde Bank. Aaron, how are you? How are you doing, final all right? Good. All good, all good, thanks Aaron. How are you feeling? It's, it's felt like a pretty long week with, with all this uh, Brendan Rogers chat. How are you feeling about it now on, on Friday I'm, I'm evening? Deli- I'm delighted with it. Um, I'm going to do something that not many people do on the radio. I'm going to agree with you. Oof, it's bold. Um, I think the guy's a bomb winner. Um, and in terms of people need to remember, I know he was messed about. 
with the likes of the John McGinn deal and things like that. And also, he's obviously, he's been messed about as well. And then obviously, he's had his chance to go to England. Tried to use Leicester as a stepping stone. It's no work put. So I'm, I'm more than happy for him to come back. Don't get me started on John McGinn. <laughs> it's um, his favourite subject. Uh, but, uh, of course, he would be welcomed back with open arms by Celtic supporters who give the matter proper thought. Uh, you know, the, he took a decision and he went to Leicester to the English Premier League where Brendan Rodgers, let's be honest, sees himself. Ange Postacoglu, not in the middle of the season but at the end of the season, has gone to the English Premier League because that's where he sees himself. Brendan Rodgers is not to be pilloried um, for taking that particular decision. He Is it more not just the way he did it though? The fact that yeah. I think it was the, the night before a Hearts game, it was the middle of the season, Celtic were still chasing two more trophies. Some fans feel that he left Celtic in the lurch. Do you not understand why oh, yeah. they would feel uncomfortable about that? But I think they have to understand that football is a two-way street. Now, he did leave Celtic in the lurch and Neil Lennon stepped into the breach and did a terrific job. But look what happened to Neil Lennon. Because he didn't win in the 10 in a row season, the fans were outside the ground howling for his blood. So football's like that. Uh, but I think that, as Martin O'Neill said at the start of the programme, if Brendan Rodgers comes back in and wins football matches, everything will be forgotten. Aaron, you mentioned Brendan Rodgers. You said he's a, a born winner. Are you pretty confident that he'll come in and just pick up where he left off last time? Well, here's hoping. I mean, there's, there's, there's enough in that squad there to, to kick on, but there's obviously there's, there's, there's room for improvement. Uh, and I think this time around, he will get it right in terms of transfer. So obviously, the, the, towards the end of when he left, there was a lot of there was a lot of minutes coming through the door. To be quite honest, but I genuinely think that it's, the things are looking good. I think that it, as soon as his name was mentioned. They should have just gave him the job there and then. Well, Aaron, he's going to go from mince to steak mince now because <laughs> it, it, it looks to me as if uh, Dermot Desmond is bankrolling this one. He badly wants momentum. He doesn't want the departure of uh, Ange Postacoglu to present a problem to Celtic. And he's getting Brendan Rodgers in and I think that Brendan Rodgers will get uh, a very handsome amount of money on top of the already handsome amount of money that Celtic have in the bank anyway, uh, it's just a matter of when and how Celtic make this announcement. Aaron, you said there's room for improvement there. Is that based on Brendan Rodgers' last spell? Is it just to do with the recruitment you were talking about or is there more to it than that? No, I just think there's, there's, there's areas of the, the team that, that need a bit of backup in terms. I still think we need a left back and I still think we need a right back and a striker. Um Hopefully he gets it right I think he will uh, Obviously I know there's backing there They need to back him Or he wouldn't be coming So hopefully Hopefully he gets it done pretty quick as well This has been a Dermot Desmond production Aaron. And uh, when Dermot goes to work on Celtic's behalf uh, Then he does get out the checkbook The company credit card Call it what you will uh, And there's no question That Brendan Rodgers will be well looked after financially on a personal basis and no question that Dermot Desmond will look after the manager in terms of bringing in players How do you feel Brendan Rodgers will really want to put his stamp on this Celtic team it's been a very successful Celtic team under Ange Postecoglou Hugh but do you feel that Brendan Rodgers will want to come in and 
make his own mark instead of just continuing on with the, the players that Ange Postacoglu found successful? Well, uh, he's not going to come in and be Ange Mark 2. He's going to come in and be Brendan Mark 1 uh, because that is his style. Uh, so he will look to put his imprint on the team. Let's be honest, they're treble winners. They've won five trebles in the last seven years. The ball is in his hands. He has to be careful he doesn't drop it. Well, thank you to Aaron, 01419511025, and you could be coming up soon. Danny is a Celtic fan in Hamilton. He's up next, Danny. Brendan Rogers, it's it's all most people have been talking about all week. What are your thoughts about his potential return? Well, uh, honestly, I actually did think he'd do it, but to be honest, he's the best man that's only out there to take it. But I want to speak to Hugh and saying the Celtic fans calling him a rat. We are... He could have been a legend at World Cup. I know he done the seven trophies and whatever, but the rest halfway through the season, he could have had a statue built outside Celtic Park. And Celtic fans have got long memories. It's just to see what you wanted to say about that. There's a statue of Billy McNeil outside Celtic Park. Celtic sacked him twice, Danny. Aye, I know that. That's different though in terms of being but sacked he, and then leaving on, you, on your own accord in the middle of the season though I know that what Brendan Rodgers did was unpalatable for the Celtic supporters uh, they should thank Neil Lennon for taking up the cudgels and getting Celtic over the line in terms of the title but you know football's like that uh, and Brendan has to come back win matches uh, improve Celtic's standing in Europe which is fairly low profile um, but the fans I, I go back to Martin O'Neill what, what more can the man do Other than come in And win matches Danny you said You did hold a grudge But you've you've kind of Changed your mind almost You feel he's the Best option Is is that it Is it just a case of You know If, if he maybe wasn't The best option And there were Other options That you'd maybe Still not feel great Towards Brendan Rodgers Well if you look at The Bodo Club manager He said that He's basically not leaving through halfway through a season with Brendan done with us so my point is we'll back him he's one of our own so if he's a Celtic man he'll come back and he'll get the fans back on board as soon as he starts winning games that is my point but Celtic fans do have long memories we've done it yeah we forgave uh, Fergus McCann with the biscuit pin era now well, Danny, 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 what forgiveness did Fergus McCann require? In 1994, Celtic were on the verge of going out of business altogether. He came in and put £9 million into the club. He totally rebuilt Celtic Park. What forgiveness does he require? Well, the way he let Tommy Burns down, that's the way. That's how we could have stopped nine in a row for Rangers, but he didn't open the biscuit tin and everybody booed him at Celtic Park and following a, Celtic, uh, a Champions flag, did they not? I was there, standing on the touchline for Super Scoreboard, standing beside Tom Boyd, who was then Celtic captain, who looked as shocked as the rest of us. Now, what happened to Tommy? And, uh, you know, Tommy is forever in my mind. I wrote his biography. Uh, we were... He's big, a family friend of mine as well. Right, we were big friends. Um, Tommy... At the end of the day, in three seasons, they won one trophy. Now, in the hard, cutthroat business of football, if Brendan Rodgers were to have three seasons and win one trophy, he would get the sack. Uh, the fact of the matter is that you couldn't go three seasons now at Celtic Park with one trophy. You'd be sacked long before the three seasons had ended. It, it's a cutthroat business, football. 
Danny, you mentioned that Celtic fans have long memories. Does that mean that there's maybe not as much patience if things aren't going right for Brendan Rodgers? Does he come under a bit of pressure maybe quicker than a manager that, that doesn't have the sort of history with the club that, that he does would have? Well, obviously, he came out and said he supported Celtic for all his life and all that, but he'd never stepped foot in the stadium until he actually got unfilled as manager last time. But my point is, obviously, Celtic fans back anybody that takes a job, and that's it. If he comes, he comes in and he does a job. I'll, we'll all support him. But it's just that it leaves a bad taste in your mouth for the way he left. And that's, that's my point. And it's for people like Hugh saying that he's a rat. Uh, no, hold on, hold on. I didn't say he was a rat. I was talking about a caller to this programme who referred to Brendan Rogers as a rat. I Celtic fans called him a rat. Uh-huh. Yeah. So we'll obviously backtrack that. If he needs to hit the ground running, that's all I'm saying. And if he doesn't start winning games, if he does come in, if he deals over the line or not, then you know for a fact that Celtic fans will get on his back. Martin O'Neill mentioned it in the clip at the top of the show. He said that Essentially, winning solves everything for yeah. Brendan Rodgers, or any, any other manager, or, or any other manager. Essentially, that it, it's as simple as that. Football, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Cut and dried. Uh, if he doesn't win matches, then he's in trouble. If Michael Beale doesn't win matches, he's in trouble. Uh, particularly in the city in which we exist here, uh, I don't think there's ever been a time when the rivalry was more intense. Uh, and Brendan Rodgers knows what he is getting into but I think Desmond has made it well worth his while to get reacquainted with the cauldron that is Glasgow Well thank you to Danny after the break we will be hearing from new Rangers signing Sam Lammers maybe you've got some thoughts on him or anything else 0141 951 1025 You are the voice of Scottish football Call 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans here with me Andrew McLean in the second part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard 01419511025 if you want to get involved maybe you've got more thoughts to add to those we've heard about Brendan Rodgers maybe you want to talk about Sam Lammers Rangers new signing or anything else that's on your mind 01419511025 or you can tweet us at Clyde SSB but I think the one thing it's been proven today, Hugh, is that we're, we are the real hard workers in Clyde One, aren't we? Because there's a Clyde One barbecue going on today at the moment. Everyone, well, I was going to say was out there enjoying the sun and having a barbecue, but it's been a complete washout now. I was absolutely thrilled to look out the window <laughs> and see them all cowering from the rain. Uh, seeing Mark Wilson absolutely saturated. Uh, but good luck, we'll have it. After the programme ends as well, you and I will join the festivities, but... Uh, That's when it'll be a real party. Yeah. Exactly. yeah I, I, hope, I hope if you're listening out there, you're all enjoying the torrential rain that's out there. But anyway, that's that's enough of that. Let's hear from you. 0141 951 1025. Why don't we hear from Rangers new signing, Sam Lammers? It's the fourth uh, summer signing they've made already, Hugh. Business being done quickly by Michael Beale. Yeah. Uh, if you do them by the numbers, it's not immediately encouraging. He doesn't seem to score a lot of goals for a striker. Michael Beale's judgment in the transfer market will be of crucial importance this season because he's having a rebuild, revamp, call it what you will. It's got to work. Whatever title you hang on it, it's got to work. He's got to get the title back from Celtic. And as I say, Sam Lammers wouldn't immediately make you think he's a natural replacement for 
the man who became the top goal scorer in Europe, uh, Alfredo Morelos. Yeah, because since he moved to Atalanta, I mean, that's been three seasons. He's got six goals in those three seasons. He's spent time on loan at Eintracht Frankfurt. He's mm. been at Sampdoria. He's been at Empoli as well. You know, it's obviously a higher level than the Scottish Premiership, but that's not really the goal return that Rangers fans would, well, would want to be seeing from a new striker. Again, Michael Beale's gone right out on a limb. He went to Italy to, to see Sam Lammers personally. That is uh, Michael's modus operandi. He likes to go look them in the eye, see what they're like. And he's obviously been tracking them literally for years. Uh, and now he's got them at Rangers. But he has to score. Well, let's hear from Sam Lammer speaking to Sky Sports today, talking about the transfer and how it all came about. A few months now, I think. A few months ago, I got in contact with Michael. Uh, he came over to Italy to see me. We had, a, like I said, he explained me everything about the club. I had to know uh, how I could fit in to the club, how he sees it. And uh, yeah, from that moment, I've, I've been excited. We kept contact and uh, yeah, luckily it's been going quite smooth because uh, last years I've been changing clubs a lot, but always the last day of transfer period and when the season has already started and luckily now I can start pre-season here. So I think this is a big plus. Yeah, it's quite an aggressive approach from Michael Beale, isn't yeah. it? He's quite willing to fly anywhere in Europe and as you say, he, he likes looking players in the eye to, yeah. to see if they've got what it takes. I can imagine him looking Sam Lammers in the eye and saying, listen, it's like this. If we don't win and you don't score, don't go out for a meal, get a takeaway. And he mentioned, or we mentioned, his, his goal record there. He was asked about that today as well, and he said he's, he's keen to get back on the goal trail. For a striker, the main target is to score a lot of goals, and I know I can do, do that also, so uh, I'm aware of this being a big part of being a striker, and, and uh, this is also my goal in Rangers to, to do that. But like you said, I'm not a typical striker who is only hanging inside the box to, uh, for his one or two chances. So I want to help the team. I can drop out of the striker position. With my length, you would expect maybe me to be a target man or something like this, but that's not what I am. But at the other hand, uh, I'm aware of the fact that I want to score more goals again because I know I have it in me. I had periods I scored a lot of goals and now the last couple of years, not so much, even though sometimes in the clubs I was, it was not easy. It was not easy. You didn't get a lot of chances. So uh, I think the attacking playing style of Rangers also fits me. Rangers has to win every game, in the, especially in the league. So I think this fits me as a player really well. I'm not sure the fans want to hear him say, I'm not a typical kind of striker. I like to go outside the box. I like... No, 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 no. You're there to score goals. That is the only thing you have been bought to do. So you'll quickly get the picture. Well, let's get the thoughts of Dominic, who's a Rangers fan. Eddie Scobride, Dominic, you've heard from your new signing there. What do you make of him? Andrew Ness, um, I don't, as I said to the producer, I don't think he's, he doesn't fill me with confidence because he's paid good, decent money for him and he's been in and out the weeks well obviously on loan at certain different clubs but he doesn't fill me any confidence because it reminds me of when I remember I signed on Hugh's favourite man Pedro Cuxinha under um, we signed Carlos Peña as well as Ander Herrera I think his name is and they were both paid for decent money and what did they do in their league Christ you think we paid for that 
one you'd expect to get somebody with a decent goal return has hasn't been the greatest, and then plus you still got a four year contract. I don't understand that one. I mean, it was Eduardo Herrera. I think you were talking about, and Carlos Pena wasn't an out and out striker, but of they were players that Pedro Cachinha brought in. This is a clearly a striker that Michael Beale has confidence in because he's gone out. He spent three three and a half million pounds yeah. is the reported fee. He had a successful season at Hearnveen a few seasons ago where I think he got 19 goals in all competitions. But Dominic, Michael Beale has obviously found success in the transfer market so far. There's Todd Cantwell and Nicholas Raskin who Rangers fans have, have been delighted with so far. Would you not put your trust in Michael Beale that he's got an eye for a player or are you just putting that aside? Put that aside, Andrew, because it's, you know yourself has been a journalist and the, the likes of obviously you been in, been about the game for years. We all know that managers are always they can't get every signing right. We, we can't really judge people at the moment. Yeah, two, two signings, but we got in January being excellent. But for me, this is the one that kind of his track record doesn't prove the greatest. Well, to be fair, I was going to say, Dominic, you've said, you know, not to judge people too early, but you're not already judging him before he's even played a game for Rangers. But then, but then, Andrew, I'll go back to the likes of players that you've seen with similar records. You don't, you don't see them hit the hit the ground running. Do you know what I mean? Or even the likes of remember Umar Sadiq. Well, but then Umar, Umar Sadiq went on to be a £20 million player at one point but we've also seen it the other way around to you where players have been prolific in other leagues and have come to Scotland and, and haven't scored goals Listen, I could hardly complain about people who make premature rash judgments uh, I've been known to make one or two myself uh, but when uh, Morelos came here from football in Finland nobody thought he would turn out to be the type of goal scorer he was before he went into decline at Ibrox Uh so it'd be wrong to condemn Sam Lammers until we have some forensic evidence. But I repeat, Michael Beale's judgment in the transfer market has got to be successful because if he doesn't win the title and the rebuild collapses, it's all in his head. Dominic, what other areas are you hoping Michael Beale addresses next? I'm hoping, hoping Andrew, that with the next... Couple of signs that we'll get a left winger because we de- definitely need that and somebody in the middle of the park being a playmaker. But for me, it's definitely got to be a left winger because I don't think Rabbi Mutondo is going to cut it. And plus, maybe on the right hand side, Scott Wright, I don't see him having a future at Ibrox. Um, but also another striker, but somebody that's got a bit of. On them, if you know what I mean, but somebody that's been, that's been a proven goal scorer. There'll be oomph all over the place by August because there'll have to be. Uh, Michael Beale, I think, has a good eye for a player. Uh, he's going to have to have several good eyes for several players uh, because this has got to work from the word go. If Brendan Rodgers takes the Celtic job, we can imagine what the first day of the season is going to look like. Celtic at home. Flags unfurled, Rangers away somewhere. From day one, the intensity of that rivalry will be there for all to see. Uh, so Michael Beale has got to put together a team that, from the word go, are the equal of Celtic. Dominic mentioned the left wing spot. And Ryan Kent, yes, he went off the boil towards the end of his Rangers career. But given you know just the number of games he played, is that still a big hole for Rangers to fill going into next season 
It is and it isn't because Kent, like Morelos, went into decline uh, and will now try and uh, reboot his career in Turkey with Fenerbahce. Uh, but it, it certainly, and Scott Wright has no future at Rangers. I mean, that's been made abundantly clear by Michael Beale. So it I don't is, think he's explicitly said that, that Scott Wright has no future. Well, I, I think he's. It was said at one point that he would be among those who. There were certainly reports. I remember Scott Wright and John McLaughlin were potentially players going out. I remember Michael Beale was asked about those two players in particular, where he didn't really want to single yeah. out those two players and talk about their futures. If you want, if you're a Rangers fan and you want to think that you are going to be the equal, if not better than Celtic. Uh, I don't think you want it based on Scott Wright. You want it based on players who are of a higher calibre. Well, thank you to Dominic. Let's stick with the phones. Alan is a Celtic fan in Paisley. Alan, how are you feeling about the potential return of Brendan Rodgers? Does it excite you? Is there any apprehension at all, given the way it ended last time? Uh, Good evening, guys. First time caller. Uh, Thanks for taking the call. Good to hear from you. Uh, A a couple of points. The first point is, yeah, I'm happy if Brendan Rodgers is coming back. Just simply... Well, what you said at the beginning of the, uh, the call there, all of the other candidates seem to have taken uh, positions just now. I'm actually hoping that they've done that because now Celtic's closed the doors because they're after their one guy. One of the points I was going to ask is, the Brendan Rodgers is a highly intelligent guy. He's also, when he was at Celtic, came across as a very private individual. I was just wondering if if he comes back, do you think he'll make some sort of statement to the fans or some sort of apology to the fans uh, and some sort of explanation about the way that he left the last time? That's my first point. Yeah, Hugh, the, the reaction on the phones this week has been pretty positive, but it still is the big elephant in the room, oh. isn't it? And would you fully expect that Brendan Rodgers will have to say something? He's going to be sat in front of the uh, press of when he is unveiled, whenever that is. He's going to have to talk about it. He's too smart a man not to know that that would be the first question because it deserves to be the first question because he has an image problem with the Celtic fans or a percentage of them uh, because he left Celtic in the lurch. Uh, So he will have words to say on that topic. They'll be well thought out because he's had plenty of time to think about it. Uh, But he'll know that he has to clear up that matter and then move on. I'm not sure that you have to make a public apology. You know, at the end of the day, he may have left a club mid-season, but I'm not sure that's criminality. Alan, if he is appointed, what what would you like to see Brendan Rodgers say? I mean, just, I mean, as I say, I know that he's a private individual. He have his own reasons for leaving the last time that he, that he kept himself, let's say. Uh, I just I know that he's an intelligent guy, so I'm just hoping that he comes out and says, "I know that I left the last time, but you know this time we won a four-year contract. I intend seeing that out, you know, or, or, or something along those lines, you know, because just now they set the Celtic the fan base is divided. Like you were saying there, you know, but me personally, when I heard he was coming back last week or whatever, you know, where he was on the train, but I kind of sighed a wee bit and I was saying. Oh no, you know that this is going to be like a year and a half of turmoil or whatever. Not knowing when Brendan's going to leave us again, you know the other jobs going up south of the border that you know we've been the frame for in that point is at that point as well. But I, I, I'm just a bit weary of that is, that, is that. is that the big fear then, Alan? That 
you know, he may well do it again. Is that why you're looking for that reassurance? I'm just looking for a bit, bit of reassurance, you know, even if they come out and say, you know, I'm here for the duration, this is my contract, I intend seeing this out, it's not the best wrong in the world, you know, we, we know we can't. Is the problem know, with that, Hugh, contract. that in football, that doesn't really happen? Players yeah. and managers don't come out and say, I'm going to be at this club for X amount of years, because any, anything can happen. Yeah, how can they promise to be here for X amount of years? Because if the fans don't want them to be there within a period of time, then they'll campaign to get rid of managers. Uh, the nature of football now, you know, you've got Klopp at Liverpool and Guardiola at Manchester City who have been there a long time and they are outstanding managers. But if you look about you, two to three years is about the lifespan now. Uh, so, Ange Postacoglu went to Tottenham because he wanted to go there. Not because results dictated that he had to leave Celtic, that was a nonsense. Not because uh, the club wanted him to go Ange left because Ange wanted to go Alan just finally if and when the appointment is made how are your confidence levels for next season are you confident that you will be able to continue on the success that Ange Postacoglu has found over the last couple of years 100 percent you know I, I look at the albeit you know there was rumours about some of the, the Asian contingent you know following Ange uh, it doesn't seem to have transpired and I'm hoping it doesn't. Uh, the, the, but one of the things that, that I'm a bit cautious about is that obviously Ange was so adept at tapping into that market because that was the arena that he was from. You know, when I look at Brendan, obviously, you know, he's come from down south and it's my fault. I never really followed his career after the last Celtic with a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth. Uh, I, I mean, apart from the English market, what... You know, what market is Brendan Rodgers now adept at tapping into, you know, that's going to save Celtic a few quid? Because even a below average player from down south is two and three times the price of the players that Andrew's bringing in from, you know, the Asian market. But listen, Alan, long gone are the days when the manager was solely responsible for player recruitment. You've got Mark Lowell, the son of Peter Lowell, who is head of recruitment at Celtic. They are very much in touch with the City Group uh, at Man City. And, you know, the world, literally, the world is Brendan Rodgers' oyster. So it's not about he was at Liverpool and he was at Swansea and uh, at Leicester, therefore the English market is all he knows. It's not only his job to bring players. There's a whole recruitment staff there. So Celtic will have... Their eyes on many players from many different places. And I would guarantee, because I, I go back to it, this is a Dermot Desmond production. And Dermot Desmond will make sure that the summertime is well spent by Celtic. Well, thank you to Alan. Still time for you to get involved. Give us a call 0141 951 1025. 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans here with me Andrew McLean in the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard and you can get involved on the number 0141-951-1025 We've gone through a few domestic matters tonight Hugh but there is the small matter of a Euro 2024 qualifier and We've talked about the feeling around yeah. the Scotland camp, especially after that win against Spain, and the players will be looking forward to this one. Yeah, I've listened to the programme Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and it has been totally 
overshadowed. Scotland have been totally overshadowed by Brendan Rodgers and what's happening at Celtic. Uh, but, of course, Steve Clark deserves better than that. He has uh, started to put together a very good side. Uh, we are looking good in that group. Uh, I, I know that you cannot overlook uh, Odegaard from Arsenal. You cannot overlook Haaland from Manchester City. Uh, I really look forward to the match tomorrow, but we are a decent team. Yeah, I was hoping that we would maybe hear from Steve Clark because his press conference over in Oslo is this evening, but I think we may run out of time for that, unfortunately. However, let's speak to Tom, who's on the line. I think you've got a, a few thoughts about this game tomorrow, Tom. Uh, yes, uh, good evening, Hugh. Hi. Hi. I hope you're doing well tonight, pal. I'm good. Just about the Scotland game tomorrow. tomorrow. Uh, I think Scotland uh, will beat Norway, but if they, if they do beat Norway, I think they're uh, guaranteed that they're in the Euros in the next year. What, what's your own opinion on that? I, I think they're capable, think they're capable. Uh, of beating uh, Norway. Beating Norway. Um, but, um, but we'll have to see how Haaland is after his uh, post-match celebrations in Turkey. Uh, we'll have to see how Odegaard is. Uh, he's been expressing his deep sorrow at not uh, been able to win the English Premier League title but they are fantastic players and, and El Yunusi there former Celtic player they they clearly have very good players I think it will be an outstanding match and if we win Tom then I think you're right we are as we say in these parts a shoo-in yeah I mean certainly a lot of confidence coming in from the Spain game you look at Erling Haaland you look at Martin Odegaard but it's about Scotland imposing our game on Norway because they'll have looked at that game against Spain and I'm sure that Norway's analysts and, and even their players will have watched that and thought you know what this is this is a real side to be reckoned with oh yeah I mean I think we are due that respect I was reading with interest uh, all of uh, Lewis Ferguson's stuff this morning in the newspapers about adjusting to life in Italy with Bologna and he's only be on the bench tomorrow uh, initially and this is a player who's Scored seven goals in Italy's yeah. top division. Does that just show the strength and depth we've got? Uh, he has to be the symbol of that strength and depth. He's tearing up Serie A. He's got clubs like Juventus looking at him now. Uh, but it might only be a sub for us. Uh, so credit to Steve Clark. You know, he's not, Stevie's not a song and dance man. He's never going to entertain us at press conferences in the way that certain managers can do. But he gets about his business and he has constructed a fine team. In terms of Tom's question of, you know, would tomorrow not mathematically, you know, qualify Scotland for the Euros, but just how strong a position could Scotland be in after these next two games? Because if Scotland managed to get four points, even six points potentially, that would yeah. be an incredible return from the first four games. If we beat Norway, given the players they have, and beat them in Oslo, and have nine points from three games we go into the match on Tuesday night against Georgia in the very best of spirits and if it's four wins from four no stopping us Tom have you got any thoughts on team selection are there any players in particular you'd like to see start there's no Shea Adams in the Scotland squad because of injury he'll be out we start the same team that beat Spain is it as simple as that, Hugh? Well, only the passage of time gets in the way. You know, if the game against Spain had been uh, last weekend, then by all means start with the same team. But the passage of time uh, will have seen players 
Uh, there will definitely be one change from that team because Grant Hanley is injured. He will not be taking part. He's, he's out for a good while, Grant Hanley. So yeah. he'll he'll definitely have to drop out of the starting line. I lineup. think the, the, the merit attached to the win over Spain is that subconsciously the players like John McGinn, uh, Callum McGregor, whoever you care to mention, they have that game still in their minds and they know what they are capable of and this is a team if you're capable of beating Spain and no one needs to go on about what kind of vintage Spain this is uh, but we beat Spain therefore we can kick on from there Tom how do you rate Scotland's chances of keeping Erling Haaland quiet? Hopefully Haaland is a really good player as, as everybody knows but hopefully they'll, they'll, they'll keep him quiet and keep him away from the Scoring the goal to, to, tomorrow. The funny thing, Tom, you know, the, the what is it now? One goal in eight games for Haaland. You know, the, the, they've been on about it before the Champions League final. Well, then he also got 52 across uh, the whole yeah. season. He's, yeah. he's, he's not too bad. But uh, maybe, just maybe, he's having a, a, a late season dip because it's one Let's goal. Let's hope he's in just not games. saving them up for, uh, uh, for this weekend. Let's hope he wakes up in the morning and his head's thumping from the nights out with Jack Grealish. He's quite a unique prospect to deal with and certainly Scotland will have been doing a lot of preparation work to stop him, Hugh. But Steve Clark has you know, previously said in the media that he doesn't want there to be all this focus on Erling Haaland. He, he would rather the media hype wasn't about him. Is it just a case of you know, not wanting to you know, bum him up too much? The media hype has to be about him for the simple reason that you outlined there. 52 goals in the season. He is a phenomenon. From Borussia Dortmund to Manchester City, a phenomenon. And uh, good luck to Jack Henry or whoever is assigned the job of keeping him quiet because, of course, you focus on him because he's the best. Who's going to make the difference for Scotland tomorrow night, Tom? Hopefully, I think John McGinn. I thought you might say that. He is. He's the the nation's favourite, isn't he? Yeah, he's earned it. Earned every scrap of praise that he gets because he's an honest to goodness, top class professional, uh, and has the tremendous benefit of having been brought up in Clydebank. And then, of course, it was Scott McTominay that stole the show against Spain. There was a lot of good performances. There, there have to be a lot of good performances in yeah. your team if you're going to beat a team like Spain. But it's normally McGinn getting the headlines from midfield, but McTominay with with two goals, it kind of looks as if. That's his future at Scotland. He played in the back three quite a bit under Steve Clark, but would you expect now that he will play in midfield where he is more comfortable from now on? I think McTominay has to bring domestic considerations into the international arena because his future at Old Trafford appears to be uncertain. Uh, and tomorrow night offers him a great opportunity to showcase his talent. Well, thank you to Tom. Certainly looking forward to that game tomorrow night to see how the national team get on. Just a final bit of news I wanted to touch on, Hugh. Kevin Nisbet, of course, we know is gone from Hibs. He's gone to Millwall. The man that they've brought in to replace him, Adam Lafondra, who is a player that I remember from watching, you know, Premier League. I think it was the the English Premiership, it was called, uh, at that point, playing for Reading, scoring goals for them. That was around 2011, 2012, potentially. He's now the man that's been brought in to to replace Kevin Nisbet. He's been playing in Australia recently. An interesting choice from Lee Johnson. Um, Controversial choice as much as an interesting choice. Uh, But it's a a Lee Johnson type thing to do. Uh, Again, he comes under the scrutiny that they all do. 
If he scores, it's a great idea from Lee Johnson. If he doesn't score and on a regular basis, it's Lee Johnson's fault. But I do think, and I, I would be the very last person to be ageist. How could I be ageist? But he's fairly well on now. Yeah, well, he's been in Australia since 2018. He's got 73 goals in 128 games, so a pretty good record. He also had a loan spell in India as well, where he had 11 goals in 23 games. So if he can score anything like that, then I'm sure the Hibs fans will be happy. Beat two kangaroos and shoot. There we go. There's been mixed success of players from the A-League and some going over there as well, but we'll see how Adam LaFondra gets on. But unfortunately, that is all we've got time for this week. It has been a busy week. Still no confirmation on Brendan Rodgers and his move to Celtic. Maybe we'll have that on Monday when we are back at six o'clock. Make sure to join us all across next week for the big talking points. Maybe your team will be busy in the transfer market. A few teams getting back to pre-season action soon as well because the first competitive games of the Scottish season, they're only a month away, the 15th of July. That weekend is when the League Cup group stages are. So it's getting closer. It only feels as if last season just finished. And of course, the big Scotland game tomorrow. We'll see how the national side get on. We'll bring you all the reaction, as I said, on Monday but what a way to spend your Friday night it's the GB Experience up next oh I like it